Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to the Schmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm visiting with Ruby Elliott Zuckerman. Ruby is a sophomore at McAllister College. She's an alumna of the Yiddish Book Center's Steiner Summer Yiddish Program, where she studied Yiddish this past summer, and two years ago she was a student at the Yiddish Book Center's Great Jewish Book Summer Program. She's co-chair and founder of If Not Now at McAllister and is also on the board of McAllister's J Street U. She serves on the staff of the radio station at McAllister and teaches Jewish history and Yiddish culture for middle school students at a local synagogue. Ruby grew up in Claremont, just outside of Los Angeles in California. Her early roots in Yiddish likely come from her grandfather, Marvin Zuckerman, who is the author of a college Yiddish textbook. Welcome, Ruby. Thank you. So happy to be here. Well, great to have you here, and it was lovely to have you here this past summer. Uh, and I think it's safe to say that you went back and you are engaged in a very busy semester, yes? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's been a lot more than I've ever had on my plate before, but all exciting stuff. Great. Well, before I ask you about your latest project, I wonder if you can tell me a little bit about what both drew you to apply to Great Jewish Books and the Steiner Summer Yiddish Program. What what led you in the direction of Yiddish and Jewish literature? Yeah, for sure. So honestly, um, my grandpa really did have a huge role. Um, before I went to the Great Jewish Books program, I really wasn't that engaged with my Jewish identity or really thinking of myself as a Jewish person. Um, but I was very, very close with my grandfather, who Yiddish is his first language and has been a big um, part of his life teaching Yiddish, and uh, he recently translated a memoir from Yiddish and uh, that sort of thing. And so when I was going into my senior year of high school, he he really put a lot of pressure on me to apply to the Great Jewish Books program, and I sort of just, uh, just was like, okay, I'll just do it. It's it's one week, and it will make my grandpa really happy. And it ended up um, being, like, a really, really transformative experience for me. Um, I've always loved literature and <clears throat> reading, and uh, it just, I felt, like, so at home in that space in a way I'd never really experienced before. Um, and kind of after that just was, like, obsessed with Jewish literature and um, exploring Jewish history. Uh, I'm really interested in history as well, and there's just, like, so many rich, fascinating um, aspects of Yiddish history and Jewish history and Yiddish literature. And so um, I pretty much knew after the Book Center program my senior year that I really wanted to return to the Book Center um, in any capacity I could, and uh, I, as I like, continued on my own um, reading Yiddish literature and talking about Yiddish history with my grandfather and other um, things, I uh, really felt like the Steiner program was something I really, really wanted to do. Um, yeah, just as a way to connect to my history and um, be able to engage with uh, a really fascinating topic uh, more, um, I guess, once I, I felt that knowing the language would just let me engage with it on a much more rich level. So, yeah, that's, that's sort of how I got there. So uh, recently I noticed you had posted on the alumni Facebook page, which is a 
page for our alumni. Um, and you mm-hmm. shared that you're now hosting a Yiddish radio show in St. Paul. I have lots of questions for you about this. So um, I guess how did it all come about and what are the challenges for you? Yeah, totally. So um, I worked on the staff of the radio station WMCN um, for a year. Um, I really, really love music. It's always been a big part of my life. Um, I grew up like outside of Los Angeles and was very in the sort of like DIY, um, like, house show scene in Los Angeles and, like, spent a lot of high school going to shows. And so I knew when I got to college that I really wanted to get into radio um, and uh, broadcast music and um, be in, like, a community that really um, talked about music and cared about music. And so um, this summer, after my time at the Yiddish Book Center, I was sort of thinking about um, how I was going to integrate this into my life it, at McAllister College, where no one speaks Yiddish, not a lot of people really know about Yiddish, um, and I wasn't going to be able to really have that connection to Yiddish that I was able to have for seven weeks during the summer. Um, and so I felt like setting a specific, initially my idea for the radio show is just like, oh, this is something I'm going to be doing anyway. If I decide to do it in Yiddish, that will motivate me to speak Yiddish at least once a week um, and practice my Yiddish that way. Um, But it sort of has evolved into also feeling like it's a little bit difficult to, um, to sort of explain my connection to Yiddish or what Yiddish means to me or why I decided to spend seven weeks this summer learning it. Uh, and it's, it's felt like this very separate thing from my life um, at college and uh, in Minnesota and in St. Paul. And so uh, it's really become like an effort to integrate those two things and be like, yeah, I, I'm interested in Yiddish. Yeah, I can speak uh, Yiddish, but I also am a college student and I'm also interested in music. And I'm also interested in radio. And so um, it's been a really nice way for me to feel like I've been able to integrate those two uh, seemingly disparate parts of myself. Um, And I think it's, as far as challenges go, um, uh, it's been funny to see my friends' reactions to either tuning in um, on the website or on the radio or being in the studio with me and suddenly hearing me speak a language they've never heard before. Um, But that's exciting for me, too, because I want... I want people to be able to recognize the sound of Yiddish or be familiar with it um, as a spoken language. And so it's really exciting to be able to um, expose people to that that otherwise might not have been exposed to it. I would imagine it's very heartening for your grandfather. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think it is. He definitely has been, he's tuned in. So I've had I've had three broadcasts so far, and he's listened to every one of them, so I appreciate the the support from him a lot. And I guess how has all of this um, exploration or, you know, opening up to the language and the literature through great Jewish books and stuff, how has that informed your understanding of your Jewishness or ways that you want to sort of carry it forward? Totally. Um, I think that's a really complicated question and something that I'm still, like, trying to answer for myself on. I very much like identify as a secular and cultural Jew, um, and uh, sometimes it can be hard 
um, looking for Jewish spaces where I feel really, like, comfortable in that identity and explaining, oh, like, for me, it's about, like, the literature, it's about the history, um, it's about knowing, like, my family's um, connection to that past. Uh, my grandparents, my great-grandparents uh, grew up in Poland, um, and uh, my great-grandfather was very active in uh, the Bund and other, uh, and, like, labor organizing in New York. So I have this very rich um, Yiddish history, which is really, really exciting that um, I'm so interested in it because there's a lot of stuff to delve into. But uh, it's often hard to explain when um, people sort of assume that by having a very strong Jewish identity, that either that means that I'm, like, very religious or... Um, as you mentioned in my bio, I have like am engaged in a lot of Jewish stuff. I work on and um, like Israel Palestine groups on campus that are focused on Jewish students, and I teach at a synagogue. Um, and I've had uh, people be like, "Wow, I've never met someone so into their religion," and that's always sort of um, confusing for me how to navigate because I guess that is like a part of it, but it's a, a deeper connection for me about, um, about understanding, um, the history of my family and also just a really fascinating history that I think would be compelling to me, even if I wasn't, um, so directly related to it through my family. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, just so many, um, really interesting aspects of Jewish literature and specifically Yiddish literature I've never been able to find anywhere else so yeah that's great um it's certainly a great a great opportunity to explore the culture and um when you came to Yiddish you, you came as a beginner yeah yeah and how challenging was it to learn the language um well so I had um spent three years in high school learning German which gave me a pretty um solid backbone, which I appreciated, like right away in the classroom, I could sort of orient myself, but I had a challenge that a lot of other students didn't have of having to constantly, um, like fix little mistakes that I had sort of like learned from German and had to constantly like remind myself to sort of unlearn. Um, and I, I had to like learn the alphabet system and stuff, but, um, I'm pretty interested in languages in general. Uh, I also speak Danish. Um, my father's a professor and took two sabbaticals in Denmark when I was young. Um, so, so I speak Danish as well and um, took several classes last year at McAllister about translation where I was working um, in German and Danish. So I think that uh, it wasn't so unfamiliar for me to be working in a different language other than Yiddish. And very interested in languages so that definitely helped um but it was also a really like different experience from learning German in in high school um because I was so like excited it felt very fulfilling to me learning Yiddish in a way I hadn't experienced before learning a language in a classroom setting um where it was just like very exciting every time I could piece together uh, a new sentence so it was definitely challenging. I think the Steiner program was one of the most academically intense experiences I've ever had, um, but very fulfilling. So, so 
you know, following the program, did you have any idea that you might go on to host a Yiddish radio show, or did you imagine how Yiddish might play out for you, both personally and professionally? Uh, yeah, I really didn't. I It was sort of, um, it was interesting for me being at the program uh, because I was one of the younger um, attendees, and a lot of people had very clear goals about why they wanted to learn Yiddish. Like, it was either very, um, most of the time it's very related to their academic interests. Um, and I'm sort of at a point in my academic career where I'm not entirely sure what I will want to do for grad school or whether Yiddish will be something that comes in handy for me for that aspect. So it definitely was a big question while I was at the program of sort of what will this mean when I'm outside of the program, um, and definitely something I didn't realize until I left the program. And I think it wasn't until then that I started really realizing that I wanted to um, host a Yiddish radio show. And it's been really exciting to see, like, the response around it. Like, I've gotten a lot of really great um, emails from people just being really excited about the project, and it's been very motivating. So, yeah, I definitely did not expect that, that it would be so exciting to a lot of people. So how can listeners tune into your show? Yeah, so right now um, you can only listen to it live, uh, and you can do it at WMCN uh, point FM or dot FM um, on your web browser, uh, and then you get a live stream of it. Or if you're in the St. Paul area, you can tune into ninety one point seven FM um, on your radio at uh, from twelve from eleven to twelve um, Central standard time um but i'm work currently working on um recording shows and uploading them in some way so that they can be listened to for people who either aren't up so late or um i've gotten emails from people in germany and in israel being like this is in the middle of the early early morning for me i can't listen to it but i want to listen to it so definitely working on um making it listenable uh, for those who aren't able to either log on to the website or tune in with their radios. Well, it's great. Well, um, thank you for taking the time to join me today uh, for your work in Yiddish and uh, all else. And I hope we'll see you back at the center sometime soon. I'm sure you will. Thanks so much for calling. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. You've been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. This is Jessica Parker, Museum Education Specialist at the Yiddish Book Center. For more information about this podcast and to subscribe, visit YiddishBookCenter.org. And while you're there, I recommend listening to episode 142 from April 4th, 2017, Lisa Newman's conversation with Sandy Fox, host of the feminist Yiddish podcast, Weibertaich. Until next time, be well, be healthy, sei gesund.